Hello and welcome to the Vinoy podcast. Today I am joined by Ari Tula. So Ari is the CEO and founder of uh, Elo Health. So Elo's big vision is to transform food from the cause of disease uh, to medicine. So today they use biomarkers and cutting edge AI, along with expert guidance to deliver supplements calibrated for unique needs and uh, with precision. So welcome, Ari. Good to, uh, good to see you again. Thank you. Good to have good to be here. I kind of want to start a little bit at the beginning, really. You know, tell us a little bit more about you know your background prior to founding Elo, and you know what led you to to founding your own company, essentially. Yeah, sure. I'm I'm a I'm a techie uh, by by upbringing, and I got to use computers since I was I don't know six uh, seven years old uh, back in in eighties, and um, but how did I end up into healthcare and work in in nutrition? from uh, video games and um, and mobile devices and apps it's all about my my personal experiences with uh, with health my my wife had a had a thyroid uh, tumor about 20 plus years ago that uh, led into a lot of complications um, there was a tumor taken out and half the thyroid went with it so it led into autoimmune disease uh, hormonal imbalances these complicated unknowns we don't know about and we paddled about a decade to fix the issues. We used Western medicine, Eastern medicine, and in the end, uh, diet and nutrition was one of the key pieces in the puzzle to help her body heal itself. And uh, today we have uh, two beautiful children as a mark of, you know, food being medicine. Yeah. And uh, we were basically said that we will never have a family. And, uh, and now we do. So I became a massive believer in uh, nutrition, in the power of uh, uh, discipline and, uh, and, and lifestyle changes. And also, I learned a lot about the healthcare system in Europe and in the US over the last 15 years. And um, I really became committed that you know my time is best spent by investing my time in trying to build new companies, uh, helping other people to build new companies in the space of healthcare. It's uh, it's very meaningful. And um, I always try to tell people that do you really want to build uh, another Twitter or maybe you should build something meaningful that can help people's lives. So tell us more about specifically what, you know, Ella Health does and, and also kind of the, the interesting AI element to it as well. Yeah, so today, of course, AI is the craze. Uh, you know, it used to be uh, crypto, NFTs and mobile and many things in the past. But, uh, but today, I firmly believe that um, AI is one of these things that is finally now going to happen and change our lives more than anything else that we have had in our lifetime. I think AI is in the realm of things like... Uh, uh, wheel and fire and uh, and locomotive or steam engine back in the days. It's one of those four or five big things that happened to humanity and will change the landscape uh, forever. So what we do at Elo, we are trying to build a system that is helping you to get the right nutrients in the right time. We are doing it in a way that we are assessing your body. We are taking information from it from uh, in a form of blood biomarkers, we do blood testing. We also are collecting the data from your all your wearable device that you have today, as many of us do have. And then, of course, we do assessment as your doctor will do uh, based on questionnaires and stuff like that. And we take the information, we feed it into AI model, and that model is then spitting out the right um, nutrition plan that you need. Uh, what are the, the gaps you have? Uh, what can we do to help you fill them? 
And we don't give you a PDF. We don't give you guidance. Well, we do give guidance also in a form of a dietitian that works with you one-on-one, but we really are trying to give you the nutrition and send it to you into your kitchen counter directly, automatically. And I hope in the future, we also can deliver you uh, meals and, and, and groceries that are made for you based on who you are, what your body is telling us. You know, when we've spoken in the past, we both discussed how, you know, since COVID, it seems that there's like a, a common trend as well, I think across Western countries, particularly around, you know, decreasing life expect- expectancy and, you know, how health systems are kind of declining in, in what they offer and, 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 and et cetera. I'm kind of wondering, why do you think that is? Um, and I suppose, you know, what can we do about it? Yeah, it, this is a really a thing that I don't think you maybe have heard about or you don't read in the news every day. It's mm-hmm. not very positive topic no. uh, to talk about. But the bottom line is this. We now have a declining trend in life expectancy. This is happening first time ever in human history. We have one moment in time. Uh, or two moments in time in the past, we had uh, you know Black Death in Europe that killed uh, one third of the population. That was a dip in life expectancy. We also had one in the Second World War, but this is now the third time we are seeing it happening. And in in, in principle, we have lost about four or five years of life expectancy in the last five years. And the difference is now pretty dramatic. I mean, Europe is doing a bit better. U.S. is not doing well at all. We have some groups of population today, uh, African-Americans, we have Native, Native Americans, many of them are not living, the men especially, are not living beyond 70. The lowest group um, life expectancy is around 69. That is the same as in sub-Saharan Africa, in the most uh, um, severe countries in the world where we have big issues in nutrition and, and food security. At the same time, the men in Japan are closing slowly 90 uh, I think they're like 84 or so average American like you know myself um, I'm gonna live 13 years less than the average man in in Japan that's a big gap 13 years we are not talking about one percent we're talking about you know 15 20 yeah. percent of life expectancy so what to do about it and why it happened today uh, COVID has a big impact we have uh, mental health issues mm-hmm. and we have overall like you know like bad feeling um, people are a bit hopeless many people so that is expiring and of course you know COVID had a big impact in the last few years but the bottom line is that you know we have to do something about it and we are not as resilient as people as we used to be before because we've been eating the, the western diet we've been living the stationary lifestyle for a long time and think about it in the U.S. today 70 to 80 percent of adult population are overweight depending how you count overweight the obesity rate in japan is around uh, four percent think about 50 percent to four percent if you compare us and and japan for example the diet in japan is very different than what we have here in Mm -hmm. the us and i think the the bottom line reason overall is that we have been bringing the us processed food diet to every part of the globe today. And now everybody are basically getting sick of it. So we have to change the way we feed people and how we eat. We also have to change, of course, the way how we live our life. We need to be sleeping more. We need to be moving a bit more. We don't need to be running marathons, but we need to go out and walk and move. Many yeah. people don't do any of that. So we, 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 can, we know what to do, 
but it's a very difficult thing to do because people are addicted to the food we are eating today. And also yeah. it's very difficult to control these things. Uh, we often say, you know, somebody is obese, it's their fault. Mm-hmm. No, obesity is, is a lot like a mental health or health condition. We don't say people who are heart disease, it's your fault. Maybe it is, but you know, we, we treat them. So we need to find better treatments and help people mm-hmm. and ideally help people before they are sick. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm trying to do with my company today and with a lot of my investments I do. It's almost common sense in a way that that, that should be the way that we move forward. But there is obviously a, a huge expense around that and, you know, kind of cost benefit analysis and things. But I think where we've talked in the past has been like how, you know, AI can revolutionize this in order to make it, you know, accessible and, you know, cost effective for all. And how do we think that we can kind of play that? You know, what's the, the logical next step in that case? Yeah, so many many people say that um, uh, one key reason why we are not able to do behavior exchange, that what we need to do, is because uh, the system is against it. We agree on that. But yeah. at the same time, we don't get any support. If you think about it, you work with your, your healthcare clinic or your doctor, you know, you maybe may meet them once a year, if you're lucky. Yeah. Once a year, you, you have maybe an hour I mean, that's not enough. Think about how much time you spend with your personal trainer. You mm-hmm. meet them maybe two or three times a week. You spend, you know, 100 hours plus a year. We need the same cadence, the same amount of time and, and, and you know, care. Not everybody can have a personal trainer. Not everybody can have a personal, you know, coach or nutritionist yeah. or, or nurse. But in the next, you know, few years, I think we will all have a bot of some type. It could be a nurse bot, it could be a nutrition bot, it could be even a doctor that is with you all the time that you can talk to. And that, I think, in my opinion, will really change the way how how people live because we need help, we need coaching. And uh, the latest you know, trend is, and I think the outcomes that come from a lot of studies is that many people, most people actually, are more willing to talk openly with an AI than with a random person that they don't know who yeah. is in a healthcare system. So we actually are confident. We tend to trust that bot. And and many people even like them better as humans. There was a study done a long time ago with VA. They built this sort of a, a, a cyborg that was talking to people with uh, PTSD, uh, stress syndrome. And, and uh, what happened was that the people preferred the bot to a person. And this is already a long time ago. And now the bot, of course, is much better and it will get better in leaps and bounds in the next mm-hmm. uh, coming year. So let's have everybody a coach and a, and a buddy and a support function. We can debate about, you know, will that change the landscape of humanity? Are we going to have, are we going to date bots? Are we going to, I mean, yes, I think we do all those. <laughs> but that, in this instance, I think it can really help people to change their behavior yeah. and, uh, and get healthier. Fantastic. And uh, is, is LO Health kind of progressing in, in that in that way as well in terms of your, you know, in terms of strategy moving forward? Uh, there will be many, many, many thousands of companies who are going to play this game and they, yeah. they will be specialized thing for everything. I think at LO, uh, we, we are um, slowly progressing in the direction that we would be able to give people more real-time support on the nutrition. We have the same problem. We have, you know, dietitians that are assigned to everybody. You can open the app and you can have a chat with the person right then and there, but there's yeah. always some latency. Like at night, you know, you don't, you might not have anyone answering immediately. Yeah. And I think the difference in this instance is that if the AI can talk to you then and there and have a back and forth conversation when you need the support, that has a big, big difference because you have latency, maybe like two hours a day 
you're gonna add, you're gonna ask something and you expect to have yes or no answer or or recommendation. But if you can do a dialogue like we do here, yeah, it can go much further. It can become much deeper and much more trustworthy. I completely agree, and I think that the areas you're gonna see, you know, I think mental health in particular is is an area where you can see it just working significantly better in that sense you know it's it's exactly when needed really you know in any kind of emergency um but i mean it's exciting to see how it's all going to progress and you know again i know that we're both very passionate about this this particular topic and could we talk all day really but um you know it's it's been a pleasure you know to speak with you ari and, and talk it through and you know thanks again for joining us no thank you